Welcome to In Search of Wisdom, a podcast by the Perennial Leader Project. On today's episode, I'm sharing another response to the question, what is wisdom? This short clip comes from my conversation with Stephen Nadler, the author of Think Least of Death, Spinoza on How to Live and How to Die. Professor Nadler's research focuses on philosophy in the 17th century, and he's written extensively on Spinoza. If you enjoy this clip, please share it with others, and you can check out our YouTube channel to hear more clips from In Search of Wisdom. After all of these years of teaching and studying philosophy, how would you define wisdom today? That's, uh, that's the perennial question. We call ourselves philosophers, lovers of wisdom. Um, and I think most philosophers have relatively similar sense of what wisdom consists in. We, you know, we know it's not just a matter of knowing things. It's not a matter of being well-educated or well-read. You know, if you go way back, I mean way, way back to the point where Homer's events were taking place in the Iliad and the Odyssey, um, the notion of being wise had a very narrow meaning. It meant you had a particular skill. So one character in Homer's Iliad is called Sophos, uh, wise in the art of archery, because he's a really good archer. It really came to Socrates to transform our understanding of wisdom and make it not just a matter of having a, a skill or a technical know-how, and it's not just a matter of being smart and knowing facts or having a long life of experience, but it's a matter primarily, and this was not just Socrates, but you find this throughout the Greek tragedies, it's a matter of knowing something about yourself. I always like to ask my students, is there anybody you think of as wise? And they have a hard time coming up with somebody who they think really qualifies to uh, earn that, that really high mm -hmm. honor. If you could reflect back and think maybe when you were in that seat or maybe writing your dissertation, how has your definition of, of wisdom maybe changed over the years? The more you read, and especially the more you read a philosophy, uh, the more you come to have a somewhat ecumenical sense of what wisdom consists in. You know, there's this Socratic notion of wisdom. There are various religious traditions which have their own understanding of what wisdom consists in, usually referring to uh, an understanding of one's relationship to a higher power and a kind of humility. Uh, the interesting, interesting thing about wisdom, and we get this in Plato especially, is that it's a, it's a kind of all-purpose virtue. In a way, it sums up all the other virtues. If you are not wise, you can't really be courageous. You can't really be generous. You can't really um, be benevolent towards others. So, for example... What is being generous except knowing how much to give, how much you can afford to give, and how much it's right to give? And there's a kind of wisdom involved in all these individual virtues of knowing what's proper. So you, you read that in Plato. Aristotle distinguishes practical wisdom from intellectual wisdom. The more you become, you know, the longer you, the more time you spend studying philosophy, I think you come to accept that there's not just a single kind of wisdom, but many different ways in which wisdom can manifest itself, both in particular ways as this or that virtue, or as a general kind of character. A person has the capacity, a wise person has the capacity 
to know what to do and how to act and what's appropriate in this or that situation. And they, they're able to apply that capacity in all different ways, and especially in ways that they've never come across before. So they have this kind of moral flexibility, ability to size up the situation and know what's right. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to hear the entire conversation with Stephen Nadler, it's episode 32 on In Search of Wisdom. Lastly, I urge you to put what you heard into practice. And until next time, be wise and be well.